Hey, yo, gamers. I'm Chuck. And I'm Sean. And this is The The Fold. Fold. This is episode 44 of The Fold podcast that you're listening to. And like I said, I'm Chuck, Chuck The Fold in game. And seated alongside me here is none other than Exceptions. That is Exceptions VG. Exceptions in game, Exceptions underscore VG anywhere else. Okay. Or mostly everywhere else. Right. So, a lot happening since we last spoke. Yes, it has been a very exciting week. So, 1.13 dropped. 113 dropped on 113. Which we knew was going to happen. Yes, they, they announced that, you know, for the first time, we actually knew weeks in advance when a patch was going to drop. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of interesting that they did it that way. So, a um, couple things in the patch that I think we should talk about. We talked a little bit about the changes to the miners, but I think yeah. it's worth mentioning again. And I definitely think the minor change is worth going over again because before it was really a concept. Right. And now it's been put into practice and I've had a little hands on with it. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you. So in your experience so far, what are you seeing happening? So let's explain the change first. We're going to jump right into the meat here today. Yeah, no no right nonsense. There's yeah. no hauling oats today. There's no nonsense. There's no airplane talk. We're going right to the meat. Right? I can get down with it. Okay. So... um the change is is this. Let me see if I get it right. The change is um, when you kill your miner now on your side of the uh, of the fold, your minions get stronger. Yes, but they don't give more gold. No, they don't. So now with these changes, when you've got one miner, your lane's not going to push any harder. Um, you know, they're not going to attack the minions any quicker. And then on top of that, you're not, you're not giving the other team any extra gold. So what this does is allows you to just get on, and it makes them stronger against turrets. One of the things that I don't think it was mentioned too hard, but oh, let broken me do this myth. one. I know this one. Yeah, it was on Broken Myth. This is yeah, side of the hidden patch notes, which is yeah. kind of always cool article that they do. Um, BrokenMyth.net, I think. BrokenMyth.net. Yes. Yeah. Um, so. So uh, normally uh, a tiny minion takes two turret shots to die. Yes. And if you have your minor, it now takes three. Mm-hmm. And the big minion normally takes three. I believe so. And it now takes seven. Yes. That is, so now, and they mentioned this in the article, push comps. Yes. Start to become viable again. Definitely. So that's. So that's what happens now when you get a mine when you get one of the miners. And if you get both miners then then they get stronger, I guess, or is maybe yes, that's 7 they, is they, the max. Uh I don't know about the turret shots, but I do know that they essentially push harder and do a heck of a lot more damage. Like it's dangerous if your your enemy team has both minion mines and to get into a fight in the lane with them. Right. Because so, those minions if you've got a group of them they start to chunk out your health pretty quickly. Yeah. So, but now what I like about this a lot is now this adds a layer of strategy that I think they've been trying to get to. Yes. And this uh, may finally be there. Yeah. I think they've slightly altered the goal, the goal uh, minion miners a few times and they've never had really the intended results, which was make it so it's a clear choice to take the gold mine, which we talked about last week, where it's not always been a clear choice where taking the taking the minion mines is good. Right now, and the games I've been playing, the games I've been watching, 
I have seen a lot of minion miner, min, minion miners taken early, like sub ten minutes. Okay, which is pretty much what I was talking about last week. But that's way. I mean, that's earlier than we've seen in a long time. Yes, ten minutes is huge. Like, right. and when I say before ten minutes, I mean there are games where I've seen them taken at six, and they're available you know, at four, four, four right? Yes. So to have them come up, to have them come up at four and be taken by eight, is yes. something we've not really been seeing a lot of. Correct. Like me personally, I wait for the maximum payout, which is around eight and a half, nine minutes. Get that two hundred gold payout plus the hundred and fifty for your roamer plus the I think seventy five extra you get is you okay. Know, like- so so stop because in the in the, a lot of the games I've been playing, um, we've been taking it right away at three minutes. But you, minutes, yeah. But yours at four minutes. But you're saying we should be waiting for the full gold payout. It all depends on your play style. Okay. If you're playing an aggressive early comp, you want to take them early. Right. Me, I tend to play a mid to late game comp. So you're waiting for the max gold. So I'm waiting for the max gold and then dealing with it in lane. And usually, like, I'm not laning. I'm usually jungling these days. I'm playing a lot of Kestrel. Um, when I do lane, I'm not too worried about it. And we're going to talk about Kestrel later. Yeah, we'll, t- yeah. we'll talk about Kestrel because she's been a hot topic and a lot of people have been talking about Kestrel. Yeah, we've got some, we're going we're gonna to do a little bit of a, of a breakdown on Kestrel later. Yeah, so now I'll wait, I'll take it, I'll get my gold payout and I'll use that huge boost usually to pick up like another tier three item because at that point I'm usually working on my second or, you know, pick up some defense if I needed a reflex block. Sure some you know tier two boots if i feel i'm having trouble getting escape and that's what i'll use that extra gold for because it's a huge bonus right sure you know, okay getting almost 300 gold just for taking that is good and then what i'll do is i'll wait i i keep in my head when the enemy team took theirs if they've taken it and if i think their payout's high enough i'll go and take that at that point okay and i'll take them both and that's when i start pushing right right well and that's i'll just start little... dropping turrets down okay all right so that's a big change, and you should see. Nope, small child in the house. Hey, small yes. child. He said. He said that that's his. Okay. Um, he want. He wants the minor. Oh, real the minor is his. Then it shall be. So it shall be. So say we all. Um, so they. So big changes there. Tactical decisions that are going to be based on team comps, how the enemy's playing. So these strategies now change based on on the game and i think that that makes it for a more interesting game so i'm excited to see where this goes um i think they've been toying with it like we said for a long time trying to make tweaks here and there and then some of the tweaks were so bad no one ever even got them they weren't even worth getting yeah exactly yeah and i expect to see a lot more of not this specific change because i have a feeling this change will stay for a while and I, I think it's a really smart smart change to give that tactical decision making. But I think when new seasons come out, we'll see these broad sweeping changes where, you know, all of a sudden something's com- working completely differently, and it's going to change the way you play. But I think that's exciting, and it keeps it fresh, and it also keeps the heroes um, fresh because a hero that, you know, I, I mean, so just going back to the push comp, and what we mean by push comp is a team that's designed just to push the lane. Yes. Um, you know, you're going to bring heroes to the forefront that do that really well. Adagio saw 
just by yeah. this minor change, potentially. No, yeah, you potentially. Can, yeah, you can do a lot of buff comps with Adagio. You've got Ringo, you've got Vox, you've got Saw. I mean, we just saw one a few minutes ago that was Ringo, Adagio, Kosh kind of game that we were playing. Yeah, yeah. And it worked really well for them. It did. Yeah, they really pushed hard. So that, that sort of push comp, you know, it, these small changes then make heroes that maybe weren't viable become viable and strategies mm-hmm. change based on that. And it's this whole, you know... Um, unbalanced symmetry that happens in the game so uh which is all very exciting and then so that that's a big change i think the biggest change in Mm 1.13 um you know probably the the biggest game changing thing um there was some great skins released the only one i have any interest in talking about is that catherine skin because it's ridiculously awesome (laughs) and the glasses were an amazing touch yes i love the touch of the glasses yeah and uh and that's just a beautiful skin and i love it and the winter map looks great and all those things we talked about but let's get into rhyme anytime a new hero is released it's a big deal so rhyme he's a mage jungle mage melee jungle mage right um that's what they that's what they list him as they list him as a jungle mage but i've been seeing him played not much um i i saw him played a lot in the first few days but then you know people are trying to just get because one of the other things we didn't mention was the skill tier uh, reset. Yeah. Where you went back down to just beginning. Yes. So I haven't been seeing them because I've been seeing a lot of people climbing and I haven't been playing many casuals myself. Yeah, I've not been playing any casuals. And of course, people don't take the new hero straight into ranked here. It's no. just, it's not, it's not the smartest idea. So, <laughs> I, but I have played him, but I've seen him primarily in the lane. I've played him in the lane and the jungle. And I will say in most cases, I prefer him in the lane. Depends on who I'm going yeah, against. Interesting. So you prefer him in the lane? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's break him down real quick. I don't. I mean, I. This is the type of thing we say all the time. Like you can go and and read the things and and go to Vingloy Fire and and listen to other things and streamers and and Shadow of the Vein always does a fantastic breakdown of all the heroes. So we don't spend a lot of time on it, but it's worth mentioning. Um, it excites me to have a crystal jungle option outside yes. of Koshka. Yes. I uh, I think he's really good in that spot. But the one thing I just I really wish we had a, another weapon laner. I agree with that also. There are very few weapon laners being used these days. Kestrel's uh, fit in that role right now, right? I would say she's primarily a jungler. Really? Okay. If I had so to I'm doing if Kestrel I had to wrong. Put, No, if I had to put her in a spot I'd say the jungle is where I've had the most success with her. Because when you're in the jungle, you don't need to worry about last hitting. You don't need to worry about you know being in the lane to catch your hits. And you can just go off and do things. So, But we got Black Feather, Ringo, and Kestrel can all lane. As, as, yes, they can, as they, can all, they can all lane. And, okay. I'm, and I'm not saying it's it's a bad choice to sure. Kestrel lane. Just my play style is go around and I got you. You know, yeah. do things. Well, one so, of the things the I always wish, I wish there was an equivalent... Uh, tier one item to the book in blue. I think that would be just too strong. You think so? Honestly, I, I think it would be really strong because most of those abilities are, you know, would be long distance. So it would take a lot. I, I think you've just got to make sure you keep potions on you. And I think yeah. potions for the most part are, are enough for me and have been enough in the past. But there's also the thing like uh, when I'm playing, say, Crystal Sky in the lane, mm-hmm. I take a book. Yeah, just for I the, still take a book for sure. that stain. Yeah, that makes sense. I haven't tried that. I should try it. All right, rhyme. 
Right. Um, yeah, we've been distracted too long. We have been. We're. I'm trying to stay. Keep us focused today. See if we can come in under an hour. I doubt it. Nope. Um, a heroic perk is frost guard. Yes. All right. So and this is this is the most interesting part of his kit, and this this perk is really what his kit revolves around. Can you give me the English version of this? Okay. He's got a crystal ratio on his basic attacks, like Vox, like Celeste. You remember those? Mm-hmm. So, but it's also got another effect where it does, the damage is over time. So you're not just doing the damage, you know, up front. You're actually doing damage over time with your basic attacks. So after you hit something, you'll get that surprise extra tick after. So, you know, and I've seen a lot of kills from this tick of damage or, you know, a couple ticks of damage going after you basic attack someone. It's really fun. Okay. And then on top of that, there's fortified health, which is a really interesting mechanic. And I I hope to see this expanded more in the future because right now we have barriers. So explain fortified health. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to explain it in comparison to barriers. Okay. Because that's the easiest way to do it. Sure. We've got barriers. We've got reflex blocks. We've reflex got black blocks. feather. Krull has a barrier. Black feather yeah, has, a barrier. has a barrier. Yeah, black feather. Ardent. 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 Yeah. Wow. Slip much. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, they all have barriers which absorb damage, and they take all incoming damage and negate it until your barrier is gone. Right. Well, rhymes is a little bit different. It only takes half of the damage done, and then it does the other half of the damage to your life. So you've got this pool of fortified health represented by the light blue um, at the end of your health bar. Mm-hmm. And that's applied when you do damage. That's you know applied when... And it's taken away when you take damage. And it goes away if you stay out of combat for a few seconds. It's like two seconds after you stop attacking, it starts slowly fading away over the course of, I think, another two or three seconds. Okay. So, it's completely different in the fact that, you know, you're not just getting straight up barrier. You're, but it's also awesome because you can sustain it. None of the other barriers you can sustain. Correct. Like, you know, Vanguard's on its 13-second cooldown, if I remember correctly. Uh, You know, Dead Man's Rush on a cooldown, On Point on a cooldown, Reflex Box on a huge cooldown. Right. So all these barrier mechanics are on cooldowns, but Rhymes, he just keeps going with it. It triggers off of his basic attacks. And his Winter Spire. Right. And if I remember, I think that's it. Yeah, I think it's just his Winter Spire and his uh, basic attacks. So he can get a lot of fortified health and be really hard to take down despite having no defense, as long as he gets into combat. So this is one of the things we'll talk about a little after about how to play him. Okay. But worth mentioning now. Okay. So aside from that, um, there's a chill mechanic which goes in with some of his later abilities when he basic attacks with this heroic perk. Right. That you chill an opponent, and if they're chilled already, you slow them 60% that decays over the course of like slightly over half a second. I think it's like 0.6 seconds. So... Yep. That's the heroic perk. It's a really detailed heroic perk. It's got a lot of components to it. It does. But they're not components you need to think of. You don't need to worry too much about what they're going to do. 
there's not set up with his with his heroic part. It's happening. It's just it's ha- it's yeah. just passive. It's yep. really passive. Unlike someone like you know Ringo's lucky uh, lucky strikes. Is that what sure. It's called? Yeah, where you're trying to make sure you're getting that shot. When yeah. The, when yeah. You, when yep. you want to use your critical hit on that Correct. to the right effect. Yep. Um, so oh. it's just it's just going to do it. It's going to do it automatically. The only thing you might want to you know pay attention to is slowing. You know your basic text to chill and slow. Right. So you've got these like seventeen parts to this. Only one one of them is really relevant to actually playing, aside from just your fortified health. Right. All right. Let's go into his. Uh, I, I have a lot of thoughts about him. I have played him a few times. Uh, Win- yeah. Winter Spire is his A. So he summons a spire of ice, uh, the ice penis. I've heard it called. I have heard it called that as well. <laughs> uh, so it kind of comes out at, from his feet to a location, and uh, this ice spire pops up, and then there's a delay, and then it sort of pops, and on the pop is the damage, right? No. No. I'm wrong? It is a, a two-part damage. Okay. So there's a small damage. You throw out the high ice spire. It gets to its location. If there's a target there, it hurts them. Okay. It's not a ton of damage. And it also applies your chill. Right. And then after it shatters, it pops for more damage. Okay. So it's a it's a two parter. It's like a heliogenesis that you only have to cast once. Right. It's a and of course it's not instant like heliogenesis. No, someone someone exp- thought the, they initially described it to me as similar to um, Scarf Spitfire. You know, it's kind of a skill shot. You're kind of choosing where it goes. Yes. Um, I, uh, I would say I, it's I'm, not like, yeah. I would say it's like a mix between Spitfire and Heliogenesis because it has a travel time. Yes. It has, you know, multiple parts of damage. It has uh, a bonus effect on it, which is the, you know, the chill. Yeah. Here's the thing that. So it's kind of like, you know, Scarf's, Scarf's moving, slow moving projectile. It's got kind of like the fan the flames with putting the chill on, and then it's kind of like heliogenesis with the two part damage. Yeah, except, and it's also like helio with the AOE. Except here's the problem with all those analogies. He's a melee hero. And yes, when you start making those analog- analogies because that's happened to me the first game or two I played him. I was thinking he's a ranged hero because he does have this range. Yes, he has a huge range, especially once you overdrive the Winter Spire because. The overdrive on that gives it a longer range. And it makes him feel like he's not a melee hero, but he's a melee hero. So then I started having much more success with it when I would be engaged with somebody and use it right there on them. Yes. Like instead of trying to stretch it out down the fold, down the street, I just have it go a short distance right on top of where I'm at. I definitely agree, and it really a lot of it depends on the hero you're playing against. So it's just, like, it's interesting to me because it, it makes him not feel melee based. No, he he is he is melee and he isn't melee. He's yeah. kind of like uh, I'll I'll put him in the same category as I put Jewel, cheater melee. Okay, so, sure. So he he is the second of the cheater melee class. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah, that's a better analogy. I like that. I like that Jewel comparison. That that makes more sense in my brain. On how yeah, that I works. was more going off the ability itself and yeah, how it works yep. and what it works like to give people an idea. And but definitely he feels a lot like Jewel with a bigger hint of range. Yeah. Like yeah. I think he just feels longer range than Jewel. He's even he's even in more of a che- cheater melee than Jewel. And his animation is so cool. He yes. walks with a little hitch in his giddy up 
And yes, then, you've been you've been talking about the hitch and the giddy up. And then he pokes now. he pokes with the bottom of his cane, and he's got all these angry old man quotes. He's just <laughs> I know, he's just I so know. much fun. I, I I just get off my lawn. He needs to say that. That's well, awesome. that's that's Arden. You can't. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, you know, I like the one where if you're old, if you're old enough to kill me, you wouldn't want to. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, so then we'll go, we'll go chill wins. Chill wins, which is his B. Um, now this is really the my favorite part of his kit. Okay, interesting. Because I've been when I played rhyme, I was playing against a lot of heroes like Sky. Oh yeah. And this ability is amazing. Now. I'm going to preface this with saying I am not going to go into every possible uh, use of Chill Winds, but I want to plug BrokenMyth.net again okay. because they had an excellent article about the rooting mechanic that okay. goes with this. So if you want to see how it affects every hero in every situation, go over to Broken Myth. Go read that article and you'll find out everything. All right. Okay. So the basic of Chill Winds is it's got two things that it does. A short-range AoE where it does damage, and it's got a root. Now, the AoE that does damage is always. So it reminds me of um, Atlas Pauldron, sort of the way it puffs out. Yes. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's a similar range to Atlas Pauldron. I think it might even be a little bit smaller. Yeah, it might be smaller. It's a, it's a very short range. You need to be almost in melee range to make this work, or very close. And it does crystal damage when it pops. It does crystal damage, and it, I believe it applies the chill like everything else. It roots enemies who are chilled. I don't think it applies it, a chill. I don't remember. I, 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 I forget exact the mechanics on it. But if you've got someone chilled, you hit them with your Winter Spire, you hit them with your... Um, basic, you attacks know, basic Attacks and Winter Spire apply chill. Yes. Yeah. That's the one. Okay. So you hit them with that, you know, and it roots them if they've got that chill on them. Right. And rooting is basically... You know, we've talked about this. You can't move, but you can still act. Yes. But depending on your ability, it can't act. If you've got any movement displacing ability, with the exception of Big Red Button, which slightly moves you back, yeah, it doesn't work. Okay. You're silenced out of it for the duration of it. And the root itself scales with level. So So the higher level the ability, the more duration on the chill. So here's the thing. I think... That or on the root, rather, this is the ability in the hands of a great player is going to drive you mental all game long. Yes, and in my hands, you don't even care that he has it because I just can't. I, it's it's it was not easy for me to get off. I I got a lot of pro roots off, and yeah. like Sky was my favorite. Like I said, it's yeah, because Sky can't reposition sure, herself while sure. she's rooted, and you get a nice, you get a chill if you can if you can reach Sky to get a chill in. And then root her. She's yeah. done. Oh yeah, for sure, for she sure. She is done because she, you know, at this point, if you're waiting till she's used her forward barrage and death from above, especially, and then you root her, yeah. she can't sorry strike away. That means forward barrage doesn't get reset. Most guys you see are crystal these days, so you know she can't auto attack you right. for anything. Sure. And she's stuck there while you. Yeah, she doesn't. Her she death. doesn't like to be stuck anywhere. No. Okay. And it's super effective. So have you been overdriving chill winds? No. Okay. That's what I've not been doing that myself either. I, I will say I, I am not a utility person. I am a damage person. Okay. I want I always want to pump out more damage, sure. especially in a carry, and I haven't found a way to use them as a roam yet. 
but that's not to say I'm not going to try. We, I'm sure, you know, myself, Shin Kaigen, I've heard a few other people say they want to try Rome Rhyme. Someone's going to try it and someone's going to make it work. Yeah, I, for sure. I feel like with that build, you'll probably go Chilled Winds. You'll probably go Winter Spire Chilled Winds and leave your Valkyrie at level two. Yes. So That's Val- definitely how I feel. Valkyrie is the ultimate. Yes. So it's a big giant Valkyrie to a target location. All yes. enemies hit are slowed and enemies closest to the center are stunned and take increased damage. Yes, and this is an amazing ability. Yeah. And my favorite use of this is with the Broken Myth. Okay. Get six stacks of a Broken Myth and drop this on two or three people on a team. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It takes them down. Because the damage at the center with the crystal ratio is huge. Yes, yeah. and you know the, the brief stun plus the slow, it's just, it makes for some insane plays and... I'm gonna say this, you know, we'll we'll talk about uh, you know VGL later, but VGL banned him out for the first round and the second round, which happened this past weekend. Wow. But he's available to be used in the coming rounds, starting on uh, the I don't remember the date, the 23rd Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So on the 23rd, he'll be available, and I expect some teams to be pulling out some rhyme picks. Yeah, I would think so. I've I've talked to a couple teams and they they haven't confirmed rhyme as a thing and I'm not going to throw out any team names of people I talk to but I have some feelings that people are practicing him somewhere and getting work done with it. Yeah, I I I got I feel like out of the gate they've been on a little bit of a roll with heroes being playable. They're not yes. these like complete messes that are being released. They're they're coming out playable. Um Yeah, they're, they're, I don't think they've had any heroes. I mean I can't, aside from maybe Sky, who was a little weak in the beginning. Yeah. And now is, of course, you know, a powerhouse who and it can be stopped. And I think Rhyme's a great counter to Sky. And yeah, I hope with, we see more Rhyme play once people realize that. Yeah, I like him. I plan on playing him some more. But um, yes. that is him. So uh, you're building a mall crystal? I am going all blue with at least tier two, usually tier three boots. And because, you're starting, you know, with, as you're starting about, with Eve for the battery? Uh, no. Nope. You're going Shatter Glass? Uh, I'll, I'll explain a little. Uh, it's uh, a little weird. I, I give me, kinda give me the match. quick breakdown. So we know that we're maxing A and C. A and C is how you max. Yep. In most situations, you know, there are going to be times you yeah, want to use the B and there are going to be play styles that want to use the B. So just that accordingly to yourself. Yeah, we're not so saying start, we're not saying this is it. Yeah. We're saying start here and then figure yeah. out your play style. Yeah, so I always start off with a battery okay. right, off the, right off the bat. His Seems energy very costs common. are enormous. Yes. And his damage isn't terrible to start off. Like it's not, you know, it's not bad. So I've it's tried him a couple. strong as some. I've tried him a couple times without battery, and I went right back to battery. Yeah. You you try it, you're like, oh, I can Winter Spire four times, (laughs) and I'm out of energy. Exactly. I can't can't even clear one rotation in the jungle. Yeah, and his damage is enough. I can't do more than a few. Yeah. He's got damage, and you don't need the damage right away. Correct. So, you said Eve. I go really close to Eve. Okay. I, I really do, but... I'll go the tier two battery, the void battery, and the heavy prism. Yeah. Like I'm building an Eve, and it looks like I'm building an Eve. Yeah. But then I'll usually go into the eclipse prism and go into A, Frostburn, or B, Shadow Glass. Yeah. 
it really depends. Uh, you know, the slow because his slow isn't you know immediate. It's nice to get that slow. Okay. Off Frostburn, but sometimes you just want the more damage. Sure, absolutely. If you've got if you've got slippery opponents, a Frostburn never hurts. And if you feel like you've got a good sh- you know chance of getting them shot, get the Shatter Blast. Right. Okay. And at that point, by that point, I'm going for at least tier two boots after the Shatter Glass, and I'll go into some mixture of Broken Myth, Clockwork, and Eve. Okay. Interesting. Okay. I have not thrown Clockwork on him, but I could see where that would be really powerful. Clockwork um, makes him ridiculous, in yeah, my opinion. It seems... Because it essentially, you know, you've got the Void Battery, and it's great for energy. Yeah. But just imagine being able to spam all day long. Yeah, you're spamming it all day. Okay. If you've got a, if you, you've got an even a clockwork, you can just spam all day long, and you're just keeping your fortified health up. And yeah, so I played around with alternating current based on the fact that fortified health is is triggering off of my basic attacks for that. It's it's more not attack a bad speed. And here's the other thing: I, alternating current to me is like it needs some love. So like I throw it on a lot of heroes just to see. Yeah, um, I will say Petal yeah. is a huge alternating current okay. hero in my opinion because she's got a good range. Yeah, so which means you can you're using it right, and you're you're sticking your munions on things by attacking. Yeah, so getting those extra crystal damage off the alternating current's great on Petal. Yep, not many other heroes. Are I like know that. alternating current doesn't get much love, man. It doesn't. So I would I would love to see something happen to alternating current to get more love, but I'd yeah. also want to say hashtag let's not. Let's not make it OP. Hashtag alternating current needs some love. It does. Yes. It needs some love. So I threw it on him, and, and then I immediately stopped doing that. Didn't didn't do anything for me. So yeah, I, I find a, his basic attacks are great, but I'm not using them yeah. as a primary damage. Nope. His winter spires his primary damage, yep. and the Valkyries are his burst. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. So that's so, a quick that's a quick breakdown on rhyme. You got anything yeah. else to say? Uh, the one thing I really want to say is, on the defense note, a reflex block is still good. Always. You know, a reflex block is never a bad choice unless you're fancy pants, <laughs> in which case you've got two of them built into your ultimate. You don't need it. Right. E- well, you sometimes need it, but most of the time you don't. So reflex block, always a good choice, but his kit really revolves around him getting into the action. That's what I wanted you, to say, too. You need to get in. You need to fight. You need to get your fortified health up. If you play scared... Yes, and this is something I say to people I play with a lot. You're playing scared. Right. Stop playing scared. You can't. You can't win unless you take risks. Sure. And when I, you know, when I say take risks, I'm not saying go try to three v one an enemy team, but get into range, get your damage going, and you'll get your fortified health. You'll be able to stay in fu- in fights a really long time, longer than you'd think, because you can effectively double your health pool. And he already has a really high health pool, but low defensive stats. Here's Shield and- Here's what I would add to that is not just you as the rhyme player. Yes. As a teammate to rhyme, you need to know he's mm-hmm. going in. Yeah, he's got he, 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 can't, he can't stay play. back. If yeah, he, he stays can't. back, he's just gonna get chunked down. He yes. has to go in, he has to be engaged, he has to be using his abilities in the middle of the fight. And mm-hmm. the first couple times I played with him on my team, I didn't realize that. And we kind of hung him out to dry. He, when he goes, he's he's in. He's all in. And then when you start to realize that, it's like like he's doing work in there. Like he's just, he, he, you know, the fortified health's keeping him alive. He gets that scent. You get that feeling. He He's like crawl a little bit. He's just standing there and like he's not, nothing's happening to him. And he needs you in there to help him. So make sure Especially, as a yeah. teammate, Especially you know that. Like Eve. 
but that is throwing Eve on him. He's like so durable. That's a hundred percent the case where he has to be involved. He has to be in the middle. He has to get there. He can't, if he's skirting on the edge, he's just going to get chunked down. There's too many heroes out there that can just, that you can just whittle away his health. And that's not what he needs to be doing. Sky. Scarf, Celeste. Scarf, Ringo. Yeah. So any ranged hero is going to out trade him. A hundred percent. If he's not committing to a fight. Correct. But I've surprised so many teams. And, you know, I said the 3v1 thing. Yeah. I've done a few 3v1s on Rhyme. With, with him. With him. Yeah. yeah I, I, guess, I believe it. Him, with him and just going in, getting in, and not them not knowing what to expect. Like, yeah. You know, the broken myth. If you let a broken myth to get to six stacks, you're just going to delete things. Yep. You're that's, delete. that's it. If you hit your Valkyrie, things are dead. Yeah. Now you're in the middle mixing it up. Now you're doing your spire very close to you. It's hitting yep. everybody. Now and they're it's, chilled. It's less travel time. Then you're doing your B. Now they're rooted. Now they're not moving. It yeah. just, yeah, it starts to get ugly. So that's what he wants to do. He's definitely wants to get in there. So um, know that, know that he's he's going to get in there, and and know that uh, you know you need to do that as a rhyme player, and your teammates need to know that you're going to do that. Yes, I think that that's super important. Okay, uh, you got some words about uh, VGL because that started this past weekend. Yes. So on the 16th, VGL uh, winter season one qualifier. Uh, Winter season qualifier one, rather. So there's going to be, and the amateur series, of course, started off. I don't have too much news in the amateur series aside from I heard a lot of teams were playing and I was getting a lot of messages about it while I was doing work for the main event for the stream. There was a fold amateur team. There was. The fold Titans. Yeah, a bunch of my boys from the guild joined in the How'd amateur they thing. They uh, they won a first round and played a close match in the second round. And I think they lost in the second round, but they had a ton of fun and uh, looking forward to doing it again. Well, and you know, there's another team I want to I want to bring up too, uh, yes. which I will in a second. And sh- don't you? <laughs> I, I know I know you're itching to say this, and I'll tell you this: I was actually spectating that game. Yeah. All right. Well, go ahead. Talk so, about the so VGL. We'll, we'll get there. So. so we've got you know the round of 64 was on Saturday. It you know took place starting in Europe at like one o'clock in the afternoon Eastern time and went until uh, four. At which point we switched over to North America and had you know a few hours in North America. So the round of 64 went pretty much as expected. I mean, you know, lower seeded teams, the you know the number one through eight seeded teams picked up most of the victories, and it was really only some of like the seven to eleven seeds that were kind of in dispute, and even those mostly went to the better seeded team. So not too much there, you know. It, it was really just as expected for okay. both regions. But yeah, here's the but. Here's the but. The round of thirty-two was incredible. Okay. It was it was one of my favorite things to watch. You know, watching the stream games. I spent most of my time was watching the stream games, and making sure they were. You know, I was getting the players ready for the stream games, making sure everyone was there, getting the bands and picks, blah 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 blah, and then. I was watching a few matches off stream too. Shooting me texts. Shooting texts, yeah. <laughs> I was actually shooting Chuck texts in the middle because one of the games that wasn't streamed, and this is like upset number one. 
Yeah. And and this is I'll say this is upset number three because we're gonna we're gonna go over three upsets in North America's VGL round of thirty two. Okay. So there's a there's a a team, good friends of yours, Vane yeah. Nation. They're like they're like the Fonzie to my Richie Cunningham. I've said it exactly. many times. Yeah. You you know the the fold and Vane Nation. Vane Nation have have great friendship between them. Absolutely. So I'm sure you were very happy to hear that they won their round of 64 match, and then they got stuck against a potentially hard matchup of uh, Task Frame Perfect, which is one of the teams that was at the North American Live Finals in Santa Ana last month. Correct. Say that again. The North America Live Finals in Santa Ana. Last month. Last month. All right. This is a good team, then. Yes. TSP? T-A-S. T-A-S. Frame Perfect. Okay. So they're Task Frame Perfect, and... You know they 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 made it to the top eight in the, the second qualifier. They're a known the team. Season. They're a known team. They made it to the live finals. They played on stage. Sure. And uh, they they didn't do too well in that, but they they definitely showed up and they did they did a good job. They I don't think they made it past the group stage. So, you know, despite that, they're still a very strong team. And you know the competition at the live finals was fierce. And at this point, Vane Nation relatively unknown. Yeah, people know Vane Nation as like a some of us know Vane Nation as that first North America Guild to ninety nine. Correct. So I was watching the Vane Nation game versed at the test. I had it, it was the last match of the day, the last set of the day. It wasn't on stream, and I, you know, I was making dinner and getting my pizza cooked while I'm watching Vane Nation and Tasco at it. Now is that a frozen pizza or did you make that from scratch? Uh, I bought the dough at the store, you know. Yeah, all right. You made it from scratch. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Go ahead. Continue. Sorry. So, and I'm seeing ta- um I'm seeing Nation <laughs> outdraft Tass. Ooh. I, I don't remember the drafts. I don't think I recorded that one. I you, recorded a few games, but I couldn't. Yeah, I was I was watching it on my iPad in the other room, so I didn't record it. I didn't you, pull up the spec client and record it, but Vane Nation did win. They yes. won round one. And then they won round two. And then they won round two. Yeah, congratulations to those guys, the Vane Nation guys, man. That is just that's fantastic news. Um, they've always been great to us, and they're, they're a great group of guys. I'm happy to see them get some success. I know they've been working hard towards this, so that's very, yeah. very cool. Big shout out to them. That's awesome. What, you started texting me right away. Yeah, I was I was texting you. I was like, oh my god, Vane Nation just beat Tass in match one. Yeah, and big deal. You know, it was a big deal. Yeah, and then so. But we've got more. We've got more upsets. More upsets. So, uh, last night, this was actually a few hours after the stream ended. We had a you know a little bit of a reschedule with a couple of the teams. They they needed to play at a different time, so we rescheduled um, Liberation Y versus Kinetic, which is a team. I think some of the members are in Halcyon Hammers, and then Liberation, of course. Uh, people know Liberation. As the NA Live Finals champion, but Liberation Wise, their second team, and when I say second team, they're still top tier players. Sure, you know they've got um, was it Nemesis Titan? Two of their former players, Loving E Man and Drunken Clam, uh, are on that team. So really top tier players that are known. And then there's uh, you know Puppy or uh, the Big Dog. Sorry, okay, I, just, I call him Puppy. You, you can't claim yourself to be the Big Dog, right? Around me, I'm gonna call you. Puppy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, puppy. That's you know. That's how I always refer to him, even to okay. him. Okay, puppy. Like, come on, puppy. All right. So, 
Liberation Y played, you know, the Kinetic. And Kinetic was really an undervalued team going into the seeding. You know, they're a newly formed team, and all they had to go really on them was skill tiers. So they were seeded really based on their skill tiers, and we didn't know what to expect them as team play because of the changes in rosters. Okay. So I actually spectated, and I recorded this match, and it's a really great series. It was a full best of three. Uh, Kinetic took match one. And then Liberation took match two, and Kinetic took match three. And the real fun part was seeing the comps that Liberation tried to run. They tried to run a Lane Wolf in match one. Oh. They had a few good fights with it. It was a a game that could have went either way, in my opinion, at a lot of points. But eventually, Kinetic just knew what they were doing and how to counter it. Sure. And saw how they were, you know, Liberation was playing it, and they just, they read it like a book and got it and won. So that's the problem with an off-meta build like that, right? You're either going to catch somebody off guard and they're not, by the time they figure out what to do, it's going to be too late, or yes. they're going to figure out what to do and then it's just not going to it's not going to surprise anybody. Yeah, so match two, they did something a little surprising. They pulled out a Kroll, uh, I'm trying to remember the rest of the team. I know it was a Kroll. I think they gave the other team Blackfeather and Sky. I'm trying to remember. I believe that was what it was. All right. So let's and, move. I want to. I want to keep this moving match, along. Yeah, yeah, and then match three was won by Liber. You know, won by Kinetic. So you know, full best of three sets. Great games. I'm going to see about getting those up on YouTube. So we'll Kinetic upsets Liberation Y, and you yeah, said there was a third upset. What's the third one? Well, Liberation X. Just talked about them. Yeah, right? we just mentioned them. So they are no longer in. Oof. They were taken out by a relatively unknown team. Actually, this was the lowest seeded team to take out and make a big upset. They were the eighth seeded team in their bracket, which would put some put them somewhere around the middle of the road. Yep. And uh, you know, Vanguard, it's Team Smurf's team. Team Smurf. You've got Mr. Touch and Go, you've got Jaja Jack who played on Ardent Axiom at the live finals. And, you know, you had Liberation now, in the Liberation's defense, they weren't running their main roster. T-Tigers was not there. But with, even without T-Tigers, uh, the North American Live Finals, T-Tigers wasn't there until the finals day. Right. He wasn't there until... So bad bad day for Liberation. Yes. X and Y both out. Yes. Okay. That's a rough, that's a rough go. But, but yeah. other than those, those sort of three games, it's sort of where, where we thought we would be going into yeah. the round of 32. Yes. Oh, okay. going to the round of 16. Round of 16. Okay. So, yeah, we've got... I'm not going to talk too much about EU. I don't know the EU teams okay. as well. And when when is round of 16 taking place? Next Saturday. Next the Saturday. The 23rd. And you can get that on OGN? No. No, Vain this Glory is Vain, Vainglory League, VGL. This is, this is Vainglory League's Twitch yeah, channel. I'm, I'm old, and I have trouble keeping things straight that's, in my head. That's fine. That, I that's don't even remember your name. Who are you? I don't know. Okay. So... These are going to be some great matches. Just a couple highlights. We're going to be seeing, you know, teams that everyone knows and loves. Gangstar Sirius, Gangstar's Vega, both still in, the, you know. Okay. And then Gangstar's third team, Polaris, is still in. Okay. So, so get- Gangstar's has three teams in. Nemesis has three teams in. You know, they've got Titan, Hydra, and Excrucio. You've got Vanguard, who upset Liberation. I'm hoping to see them take a win. We've got Alliance. And that's, you know, Flash, mm-hmm. I Love Joseph, and uh, Mixie. Uh, you know, you've got Vertigo Black's team who was in the live finals. 
you've got uh, Von Menace still in, and then a couple Halcyon Hammers teams, uh, Velocity and Force. The Lady Hammers, unfortunately, played Gangstar's Vega, if I remember correctly, and lost in the okay. round of 32. I was I was hoping they, they'd make it a little further, but, you know, going against Gangstar's Vega. You yeah. were talking about it last week, Fuji. Yeah. He's the name when it comes to esports. Right. I know. It's so, 100% true. You know. And, of course, Team Vay Nation. Vay Nation. That's my team. That's my. That's who I'm rooting yeah. for. No yeah. offense. Vay, Vay Nation else. is going against Kinetic. Kine- Ooh, okay. The team that beat Liberation Y. Now, that game will be broadcast, right? Uh, no. No, it won't be. Okay. So but you I'll, need to, I'll do what I can. I'll do what I can. I'll, I'll see about getting that recorded in YouTube. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try my best. Between me and a few of the other VGL admins, we've got the ability to record. Yeah. I mostly will be probably dealing with the stream matches, but I'm going to see about getting someone on the side or two people on the side to make sure we can get all matches yeah to get them recorded and get them posted on youtube because this this round is going to be amazing like well this is so yeah hard. this is where i start to pay attention a little yeah. bit more we, when we you get kind to 16. of picked out so, our feature schedule and i don't think that matches on it but yeah. every one of these matches it was such a tough decision because every one of these matches could be shown and is going to be great yeah well, I mean, these are all these are the best players in in North America at this point in time right now. Yeah, and yeah. just just by knowing those huge upsets happen in the round of thirty two, it shows you what kind of competition is going to be going into the round of sixteen. Yeah, I mean, this is still in its infancy, so you're going to see that type of you know yeah. sway and back I'm, and forth. I'm, so. I'm so happy we're seeing it so soon. Yeah, it makes it it makes it super exciting. Yeah, it really does. So yeah, that's that. Uh, we'll we'll drop the VGL talk for now. Super excited. Can't wait. Catch it next Saturday. Vainglory League on Twitch. Vainglory League on Twitch next Saturday. That is the... 23rd. 23rd of January. Very cool. Oh, speaking of, um, the New England Patriots. Yes. They beat the Kansas City Chiefs handily, I might add. And you you were worried about that. I was. The Chiefs are a good team. You know, I have a lot of respect for Andy Reid. He he always has a very well-coached team. But it's something you you just mentioned a little while ago. We were talking about uh, rhyme, and you know you you need to be aggressive. You need to take chances to win, mm-hmm. and and I really think that that was uh, Andy Reid and Alex Smith's Achilles heel, is mm-hmm. they're reluctant to take chances. They're a very very conservative team. They want to play ball control. They don't turn it over, and and Belichick forced them into a position they were going to have to take chances, and they didn't want to. And and yeah. they paid the price for that. So, and not um, that there there's anything wrong with conservative style. There's nothing wrong with it, and and, and they stuck just to it. Be a little more adaptable. Yep, they stuck to it, and Belichick, you know, made them pay for it. So, um, we are off to Denver to face the Broncos and Peyton Manning. This will be the 17th time that Manning and Brady have played together. Um, and I got an interesting stat for you. You ready for this? Sure. This season, Tom Brady has thrown more touchdowns in Denver than Peyton Manning. <laughs> Brady has thrown three, and Manning has one. Well, so uh, I expect he'll uh, make that even wider gap. I I suspect that we are going on our way to another Super Bowl. That's that's what I think. I mean, you ha- have you even been doubting that this whole time? I never doubt that ever. I am or at always. Least you won't admit you doubt it. I would never admit to yeah. doubting that. But yeah, yeah, just, just, uh, yeah, we'll leave it at that. You'll never admit to doubting it. As long as Tom Brady was so fired up this past weekend, it was awesome to see. I don't know if him and Giselle got in a fight. I don't know what happened, but man, he was on a mission. If he plays like that, the NFL just better watch out. They just better watch out. So we got one more game. That'll be uh, Sunday night. 
Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and then then two weeks to the Super Bowl. So super excited about that. I love this time of year in the NFL playoffs. It's very exciting. Who, who, do you, who do you think they'll be going against? So you got Carolina, Arizona in the NFC Championship game, and um, man, I, I just I those are two really great teams. Honestly, maybe the two best teams in the NFL at the moment. Um, Arizona's struggling to run the ball a little bit. You got to pick Carolina right now. They're playing ridiculous football. They run the ball. They throw the ball. They play monster defense. They believe. And Cam Newton is just willing, willing that team to win games that they have no business winning. So, um, and it's in Carolina, which is turning out to be a nasty place to go play. Arizona's got to come across the country. My pick is Carolina. So you're going to have Carolina and New England in the Super Bowl. And uh, okay. Bel- Belichick with two weeks to prepare for anybody. I- I'll take I'll take Belichick, but uh, you know Ron Rivera is a great coach out there in Carolina as well. So um, thanks for tuning in to NFL this week with uh, <laughs> Chuck and Sean. I hope everybody. Uh, you know what? I don't care if everybody likes that or not. That's just my thing. That's hey, my no, thing. No, no, no. You know. I've got my thing with eSports where yeah. I kind of ramble on and I've turned this a little bit into the eSports show. So yeah, that's let's, cool. Let's, let's take a little turn and well, get back to something. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you that a lot of the guys you know that I play with and I listen to are now watching matches um, that normally never would because you, because yeah. we're highlighting them. So I like it. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, when I got my buddies who, you know, play random few games a week, calling me up, telling me that they watched a sp- specific match because we talked about it. You know, that's, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to highlight the game. And, and, and the other thing too, is there's such a huge amount of content available for this game. Yes. Um, you know, podcasts and YouTubes and strategy guides and Twitch streamers and mob crush streamers and Kim is so much out there. It becomes overwhelming. Yeah. So if when, you don't know what you're looking for, it right. can, it can be a daunting task. So when you start to highlight some things, I think, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's good. You steer people in direction and they, then the sort of the cream rises to the top, so to speak. Yeah. So, but so on that, you know, we're we're gonna drop gears and talk about what I know the full podcast for. So this is gonna be going into casual players and how to help out the casual player. You know, after so much talk about high level play and VGL, VIPL, and all this, I'd really like to do something to you know maybe help someone out with some of the things that I've been seeing and one of the big things I've been seeing in ranked queue, casual queue, but solo ha- queue, team hang on. queue. Let me, I have a question. Re- my hand is up for those okay. who can't see. Okay. I have a question. No. This is like school is in session. This is school is in session. I'm a casual player. Yes, you are. I am. Fact. So here's what I would like to ask you to okay. help me with. Mm-hmm. Kestrel. Kestrel is in every single game I play. Yes. Every game I play, Kestrel's in the game. Yes. And I often hear comments similar to the comments I hear when Tak is on a tear mm-hmm. is, oh my God, Kestrel rolled in there and just 3v1'd us, 1v3'd yes. us. Right. Kestrel rolled yeah. in there and destroyed us. Kestrel's OP. Kestrel does this. Kestrel's does that. Blah, 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 blah. But yes. you, you have a counter. Well, right. you're going to help me. You're going to help me. I'm, I'm going to help you. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a toolkit. Yes. You know, I'm going to give you the screwdriver and hammer. But you're gonna have to, you know, make it. Right. So we're gonna, gonna have to. Say, you're gonna have to take the nails and make it yourself. All right. Hammer and nails. 
make yeah. a house a home. You ready? Yes. All right. So, Kestrel, we know she got a little bit of a change in the most recent patch. Yes. She had two big changes, really. There was on her glimmer shot, the crystal damage was reduced against minions and the ratio lowered. So and this that, is in line with a lot of other heroes. Yeah, there Sky, was Celeste, a whole like, section about uh, wave clear. They're trying yeah. to eliminate the, the fantastic yeah. wave clear. Yeah, so that's not as bad. Anymore. Okay. And then there was the one shot, one kill had its base damage upped at okay. every level except for the final. Okay. So with these changes, Kestrel was left in a very interesting place. She wasn't toned down completely, but she was given love to where she needed. Her ultimate, I felt, really did need that love. In most situations, until you have your third point in the ultimate, you don't want to use it much. Like if you've got, you know, there are situations where you're going to use it. You want to get a snipe and a gold mine, a snipe and a low life player, and you're just too far away. You know, contribute from the spawn platform if you're stuck there. It, it it was great to use, but it it just it didn't feel like an ultimate. It I agree. Felt like another basic attack. I agree so with that. This this did that and brought it up to a level where I feel is acceptable and not OP. Like I don't think it's super strong, but again, it's not weak. So I think it's just right. You know. I agree that her ultimate is in a good place right now. Yes. Yep. So, but there are other parts of Kestrel's kit that don't feel like they're in such a good place. <laughs> Okay. In the hands of a properly skilled Kestrel player who's got good arrow management, uh, good heroic perk management, you know, energy, ma- and that co- goes along with energy management, Kestrel can go on a tear. Fact. She, she can just go around. Now, you see Kestrel and, you, and you're like, oh, well, she's crazy OP. Let me just play her. Maybe I can be that OP. Sometimes it's not always that easy. Yeah, I've been playing sometimes, a lot of Kestrel. You know, you know sometimes you're going to get you're going to just get outplayed. As if you're in a, you know, a mirror matchup, a Kestrel versus a Kestrel, you're just, you know, there are going to be times where you get outplayed. There are going to be times where the team plays a little better, but there are some ways around that in my opinion. So let's talk and about what she's trying to do. What Kestrel's trying to do is sit on the edges of a fight and toss off her arrows and just put huge amounts of damage into people before they're even close enough to do anything about it. Yeah. She like loves to chunk. Yes. She likes to come out of stealth or have traps set up, you know, depending on the build, weapon or uh, crystal. I see more weapon than crystal, but crystal can still hurt. Yep. Crystal still does a lot of damage on those arrows and, you know, has got the ability to set up traps. I just, it's amazing and incredible what you can do with a, you know, properly built and played crystal kestrel. Right. But both of them can be countered. Okay, let's focus on weapon. I think I see a lot of weapon caster. Well, I think the counters are really for both. And okay. Because with weapon, you need a counter at early game. Yep. And it's the same counter for both Kestrels if you can counter her early game. Okay. So Kestrel's got an interesting thing, her active camouflage. And her active camouflage, up until you have enough weapon power, it's like 200, 250. Her active camo goes on cooldown when she's hit. Which means if you've got a hero that can get in and punish her for that drawback on her active camo, you can really take care of her. You can stop her from repositioning mid-fight. You mm-hmm. can you know, keep her where you want to and just trying to kite you away, which doesn't always work too good. Or she's just going to stand her ground and throw all her arrows off and hope she can kill you before you and your team can kill her. 
Right. And if you've got her locked down in place, your entire team is going to have a much easier time getting there. In fact. So a couple of heroes I suggest for this are ones you actually don't see very often these days. And I know one of them you love and one of them you've learned to love. So I think you'll like this. <laughs> okay. Uh, Kashka. Yeah. Koshka, whatever you want to call her. Yeah. You, I know you love that girl. I love, yeah, she's my go-to. If I, if I, I don't often end up as the jungler, but if I do, it's typically, that's my go-to. I, I do, yeah. I do love me some Koshka. She's, and, uh, she's a you know, ton of fun. Better than others. She's got the ability from, you know, generally speaking, level two is when you're going to take your pouncy fun. So at level two, you're able to just close that gap against Kestrel. Yeah. And if you've got to support like an Arden to come in and vanguard you. Yeah, she's you're gonna, going down. You know, you're getting that barrier, you're slowing Kestrel down, and you've, you know, you've got your heroic perks speeding you up. So, and you're going to be able to take an extra hit or two. And if Arden can body block, you know, the main damage of the on a weapon Kestrel, for example, it can take that major hit, and yep. you just get that crystal splashback. You're going to kill her long before she kills you. Yeah. So, you know, Kashka, great okay. counter to her. If you and the problem with this is you have to play aggressively you have to get in there you have to get in there you know that you can't play a passive game you've got to really take it to her yeah okay so if you, if you can get in and do that you will have success against her i've found also which i don't care for koshka's alt i think it's a trap most times but in games where i've been on discord it's a great lockdown for her um yes. to say okay i you know i've got i've got kestrel on lockdown right now yeah. Let's delete. Do let's delete. Let's delete to. her. Yeah. yeah. If you can get a stun off on Kestrel, in most situations, she's done for. Exactly. Okay. One, one really good stun and focus by your team. Yeah. Take out a Kestrel, and yep. it's not that hard. But yeah. we're not seeing a lot of stun comps. No. Is the issue. They've gone and I away. think Kashka is the perfect place to put the ability to lock her down, get close, and then put that stun to finish her off for your team. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's really a two part. In one hero. Okay. And you, you get everything you need to take care of Kestrel early and late game. Because the early game, you use Koshka herself with her pouncy fun to get in there and just keep attacking her. Yeah. And keep her, keep her from going into camouflage. Mm -hmm. And then late game, when, say, she might have enough weapon power or, you know, you might not be able to get in because she's in stealth too long. And you just, you know, if, if at one point you can grab that ultimate yep. and throw down that lockdown, your team can do the rest of the work. Yeah. So overall, just very versatile in it. Um, the other hero I think of when I think Counter Kestrel, and they're, they're, these aren't the only two by any means, like, you know, but heroes that I feel are strong enough to do it, Taka. Okay. Because Taka, if you play him right, you know, you've got your extra Atsu at level six, of course. And with Taka, you're countering her a little bit later. You can still do it early, but you've, you're doing it a little later. Sure. You know, you've got your extra to just dive in on her. And if you've got, you know, again, an Arden Vanguard or a Catherine Stun or just even like, say, a uh, Fortress to, you know, throw yep. in a bunch of burst with a bleed and just keep that damage ticking on her to keep her from going into stealth. Yep. You can do a lot of work on her. And plus, the, you know, you've got Kaiten. Yeah, she's fairly squishy, so the assassins yeah. obviously do a great yeah. job of her. Assa yeah, assassins do a really great job of taking care of Takakashka, uh, even Rona. But like, what's going to keep my Ringo alive or my Celeste alive? Like, what what can I build to sort of, you know, 
give myself a little bit more sustain and and outlive those arrows? Mm, it really depends. Um, if she's building crystal, of course you want you know you want to go in Aegis. Yep. Uh, you know, a reflex box always a good choice. So you can pop a reflex box when you're lower health. It'll take a lot of the damage from one of the arrow because that scales with your health. But really, the key to it is your positioning compared to hers. Mm-hmm. Try not you know position yourself behind either your roamer. Or if you're in the lane, use your lane minions. So but behind your roamer, this is something that I'm seeing some of, I'm not seeing a lot of, and I think I'd like to see more of it. Um, her arrows can be body blocked. Yes. So her, if- her weapon power arrows can be body blocked to great effect, and her crystal arrows can uh, crystal power arrows can be body blocked, but it's a lot harder. Right. So if, if, if I'm the laner and I'm running away from her, I've gotten two arrows to the back, Step in. You're probably going to take. Yeah, I'm going to take the next two. Step in between. Yes. Yeah, step in between. If you're the roamer, step in between. Or if you know you're just that person running away, force yourself run to get something S. between her. Yeah. Gets, run into. Don't run in a straight line. Run into a direction that has minions. Sure. That has a, a hero yep. on your team that can block it. Right. Just don't keep running in a line. Exactly. She'll take you out if you're going in a line. She will 100% take you out. Um. And that's what she's trying to do. She's trying to get those four arrows yes. off. That that's her that's her goal. She wants yes. those four arrows off. If she gets you with two arrows, man, she's coming. Yeah. She wants the next two. Like <laughs> yeah. she is coming. And, and the chances are if she's already gotten two, you're either too scared to think straight. Right. Or nearly dead. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and so you're not thinking about taking her down. You're not thinking about rushing her down. You're thinking about how do I make it out of this alive? And it's and and as a Kestrel player, it's not that difficult of a skill shot with the arrows. It's really No. It's it's, it's not. It's, it's pretty quick. It's faster than Scarf. Yeah. Um so like you yeah, I mean if so be a little bit erratic in how you move around the Yeah. Don't get into a rhythm. Don't get into a pattern. Pretend, yeah, pretend like you're playing against a Celeste or a Scarf, where you're just constantly on yeah, the move. You have to the be hard, the hardest people I you know play against is heroes like Sky, who can reposition at will. Yep. Heroes like Blackfeather, who've got that rose offensive, rose offensive, and just naturally kind of want to dance around yep. or box. You know, th- those are hard to play against as Kestrel, and if you use them right, you can do it. And of course, assassins are the bane of her. For sure. Okay. Interesting. Now, what about um, Catherine as a as a hard counter in that those arrows are going to reflect damage back? Yeah, and I, the reason I didn't mention that is because I, I think that's one of the more obvious ones. Yep. Okay. And and I'm not saying you know it's. I think you just you look at Catherine and you know Catherine is a hard counter to Kestrel. Well, because here's because the thing: she's, she's got the stun, she's got the silence, and she's got the shield. Everything Catherine does counters Kestrel. Because we started the conversation with saying we're seeing Kestrel everywhere, right? Yes. But I'm still seeing Arden as the Rome. I'm not seeing Catherine being being brought out, and it surprises me. I I see a I see a good number of Catherines personally. Okay. Uh, and in VGL especially. Okay. So it hasn't it hasn't made it down to my level yet. But I, I I think it'll I think it'll make it there, and I think especially after this right here, Catherine. <laughs> if you can, Cat, as- yeah. if you assume there's going to be a Kestrel on the other team, you, you should be grabbing a Catherine. Yeah, and she's got and the stun. That, she's got the silence. Not a bad choice in herself. Absolutely. So even even against any team, Catherine's still a good choice. Now, if you're playing Catherine against a Kestrel, are you maxing the B? I'd say it's a good choice. I would say that's a good choice as well because that's going to increase the damage back. Yes, yeah. I would say probably max, 
B is the priority. Yep. Honestly, in one of the very few situations where I'd say maxing B is a good thing first, Mm -hmm. you could likely take that to good effect. I think so. I I think so. And then it's a toss-up based on your play style if you want to max your stun for the longer duration or the silence for the shorter cooldown. Right. It's a tough call at that point. It's it's a tough call at that point. Personally, I'd probably say the silence. I would go B and C against a Kestrel. I would probably go with the silence just for the simple fact if you can land a silence on Kestrel, guess what? She's down to auto attacks, and they're not nearly as painful. Exactly. Exactly. They They can still hurt. Yeah. A weapon power Kestrel's basic attacks still hurt, but they're not her arrows. Because the arrows have 125% damage and proc basic attack effects, like, say, Tension Bow. So do you think that she's Kestrel is overpowered right now? I will say Kestrel is, I think, a little too strong. And I think one of the things she just needs gone is the pierce. I think the 20% pierce is too much at overdrive. Okay. And okay. this was uh, this was something that was learned with Jewel. So you're talking about just a small change. I think I think taking away most of the Pierce, maybe putting it ten at overdrive and like five yep. at the first levels. Okay, like one through four, it's five, and then it's down to ten. So define I think that would do a lot. Define Pierce. Pierce I think is where we've done it before, but it ignores a portion of your defenses. So. Some of that damage just gets through his true damage. Yeah, regardless. And, and you know, it's and it's not exactly it's not exactly, right. but the, essentially the basis behind it is, it's like you don't have a portion of your defensive stats. Okay, so you think slightly in a bad place right now. In bad by bad, I mean she's. Uh, I think she's slightly overtuned. Okay, but I also don't think she's completely overpowered. Okay. All I right. will say we. I will say we saw a lot of Kestrel bans in VGL. She okay. was probably the most banned hero. And that's all pretty, weekend. That's a pretty clear indicator. Yeah, she's definitely strong and she's definitely overtuned, but she can't one v three carry a game. Okay. She is not the Vox of old. Right. Well, because she doesn't have that sustain that Vox had. Yes. That made him kind of just ridiculous. Yeah. She doesn't have the crazy sustain, and she's got clear counters. Yes. If you can get in, if you can body block her, you can counter her. There was a point where, you know, 1.3, 1.4 Vox, where it didn't matter what the enemy team yeah, did. Yeah, it just if didn't you la- If you land a good weight for it, you're taking out an entire team. Yeah. So, so staying on Kestrel, um, she, she's typically going to be the focus of the team fight. You need yes. to get to the back lines and, and you need to get her stunned, locked down, engaged, the yes. as a team you need to be focused her yes um, and, and yeah of course there are situations where sure. that might be different yeah sure and absolutely. It, it treat every situation as its own but a lot of the time you want to get kestrel you want to get her zoned out of the fight at the very least yeah and killed if possible yeah I had a, if I had you a, can force her into a retreat you're in a good spot i had a match against a Catherine ringo kestrel mm-hmm. and i mean just you know, the Catherine played fantastic and kept us off of Kestrel, yes. but it was like the lesser of two evils. Like if we went in on Kestrel, Ringo was just having a field day. And if we yes. went in on Ringo, then Kestrel was just so, um, you know, not that that's an unbeatable comp or anything, just in the hands of the guys I played against, they, they were, they played very well and it made it difficult choices. So obviously that you're always going to have a choice to make depending on player skill and stuff, but Kestrel's probably not a bad choice. Um, if she's on the opposing team to kind of focus at this point in time. Correct. Yeah. Okay. 
All right, and do you think the mirror match is a good matchup um, if you feel like you're pretty skilled at Kestrel to go against Kestrel? I'd say if you think you if you think you're a better Kestrel than, than what you could potentially go with, player. Yeah. Okay. I feel yeah. like Kestrel's a good counter to herself. Yeah, she is a great counter to herself, and yeah. which whichever one gets the better shots off, mm-hmm. it, that's go- is going to be who wins. Yeah. But and, I, you know, whichever team's more coordinated and can take out the other one first is going to probably win most of the time. Yeah, but I, there, you know, there there are more than just the if you can't beat them, join them counter. Yeah, I I really enjoy her. I love I love her kit. I I think the whole you know I'm a storm guard archer is just awesome. Like I get I can I get into that. I love that. I love her little beret. I think she's just got a cool look. Yeah, the only thing I don't like about her is you know who she is. Yeah, I know. The goat slayer. Yeah, I know. But she's 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 a lot of fun to play, um, and obviously she's a little bit she's a little, little bit on the easy little, side right now. She's 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 really easy to play, and she's really fun to play. Yeah, it's two of the reasons we see a ton of her, Absolutely. and she's you know stronger than average. Yep, she's stronger than average. So that's why you're seeing so much of her. But hopefully, this helps you. Uh, the listener get get a little bit more in control and not freak out that she's yeah, out there doing her thing. She we're is, giving you the hammer and nails. She is beatable. You got to work at it, but she is beatable. You just got to know. And I, another tip too is if if somebody's giving you frustrations, like I'll raise my hand. Taka drives me mental. <laughs> I started playing him. I yep. mean, I I, I want to learn what he does, how he does it, what he's trying to do. You need to know what that person's trying to do so that you can counter it. You know, yes. sometimes reading it on a piece of paper isn't it's not isn't, the same it's thing. not obvious you know so when you start to play it like you're seeing so much crystal taka now and i was playing with somebody and they're like wow you know what's he doing why is he he's healing somebody he's healing off his off his b and that's that's the build like that's what he's trying to do like yes you know we gotta we gotta get him when he's up and he's 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 gettable when he's visible you know you gotta yes. just get get out there and get him so kestrel's kind of the same way you gotta reach out there and get her um, do you have anything else to add about Kestrel? That was a good segment. I like those segments. I, I feel like I learned a lot. Well, uh, yeah, I, I think that was great. And I, I feel like we've done that like once or twice. Yeah. Since I, since I've been on that, I, I'll, if people like this, let me know. I'll think of some things. Yeah. Know. Yeah. I got a whole I'll, list I'll put, of stuff. You know, I'll put out, I'll put out things out there and we'll, we'll try to do this. Yeah. You know, we'll get, we'll get you some more tips. We'll try to do this more often. I mean, we've been bringing you these, what, what are we at right now? An hour and 15 minutes? Yeah, about an hour and 10 right now. So, you know, we've been bringing these really long these shows. We, we try to, we try to, you know, cram everything we can into these. Sometimes some things, you know, that we think might be good ideas, we just, they never come naturally to us. And we're not ones to really force the topic. No, it's very, I, I you know, it's important that the fold always sounds like it's two dudes in a basement talking about VG. And that's, yes. that's what we wanted to do. And if you can learn something from it, even better. I know yeah. I learned something from the Kestrel thing, and we've been, I've been seeing so much of her. Yeah. Um, you know, we didn't yeah. talk about the payouts at all. That was awesome, the oh way God, Super yeah. Evil did that. Um, just as a real quick side note, you know, that was that was great. Also, too, I should mention um, the Fold Guild, dude. We, 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 like, so we created a guild council. Yeah. And we're running everything now through Discord. Um, there is, uh, myself, a secretary, a social media person and a ambassador for, mm-hmm. for the guild. Those, the four of us are kind of running everything behind the scenes. We've collected emails, we've organized, we've got 
50 people that want to be in there and are playing the game regularly. We've been on fire since the patch dropped. Um, we've got a waiting list for a second guild. When, as soon as that hits 20, I think we're going to open up the second guild and, mm-hmm. and make that a thing. Um, the response has been phenomenal. Uh, there is a survey out there if you're interested in becoming a member of the Fold Guild or the Second Guild that you can go fill out. It's You can find it on my Discord, which I think is discord.me backslash the Fold. Um, and there's a link in there for the survey. Fill that out. Someone will get an email to you. Uh, it's all very organized and official. So I'm very excited about that. And I believe that it was uh, released on the Twitters that... Um, guild names are no longer going to be unique. Uh, I saw mention of in one fourteen one fourteen abbreviations abbreviations will no longer, well, abbreviations will no longer be unique. Correct, they'll no longer be unique. So I'm excited about incoming, that. Incoming six hundred gang stars. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? I know. I know. I don't think there'll be that many folds, but. Um, I think when you click on it, though, it'll still or there, there'll be some sort of designation that shows it as the original. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you, I think names will likely still be unique. Yes, but the tags will not. The be. tags, the tags have been having a lot of problems. I saw like uh, I think it was Maylist or something post that on Twitter earlier. Yeah, so um, that's exciting news because regardless of what I start, I can get that full designation on there. Yeah. Um, and then we've got all sorts of ideas for competitions between the two guilds and prizes. And we've got a, a bunch of things planned for when this all kind of gets rolling. So if you've got interest in being part of an active guild and active community, I've said it before, we're running it all through Discord now. I've, uh, we still have the band, but we've kind of trying to tone that down a little bit. And we've got the Discord organized and figure it's a fine yeah. way for everyone to communicate. So Yeah, Discord's a, a pretty good app. It's getting better over time. Yeah, yeah. And there's always activity in there. I mean, always. There's always people in that in that Discord, the band, uh, the full Discord. And you can find a link for that on the band, I guess. And I just gave the link for that, right? It's discord.me yeah, yeah, discord. slash something. Yeah, so um, that's kind of my my bookkeeping for the week, I guess. I'm pretty excited about where the the guild is at. And I guess what I'm most excited about is it's taken a lot of the pressure off of me. Um, I'm pretty mm-hmm. busy. The podcast keeps me busy. Um, my time is just becoming uh, more and more valuable. And to have to do emails, <laughs> yeah, do emails and organizations and all this stuff for the guild, it just started to become like this this overwhelming pressure. And I have to say thanks to the guys that stepped up and have been a big part of the Fold Guild, which is, um, of course, Maxo, uh, 617, and Brian Glory. Those are the Guild Council members along with myself, and they've really stepped up and taken a huge a huge chunk of the work off of me, which is which is just pure relief. It's just, I can't tell you how nice that yeah. is. Yeah, and that's, a you know, the guys you just mentioned, a group of awesome guys. I love getting the chance to hang out with them late at night. Like yeah. they're the only ones I know that are up at three in the morning. <laughs> it's, time. it's so that, crazy. They actually live on the East Coast. Yeah, they're they're on uh, that that Discord is busy from like three four in the afternoon East Coast time till four in the morning, pretty yeah. much pretty it's much consistently close. twelve hours a day. Yeah, and if you just hop in there, usually someone or three people is going to hop in and say hi. Yeah, hop in and say even hi. If, no, even if it looks like no one's there, there's people lurking, waiting for you. Yeah, and cool people like exceptions hang out in there, so you can come by and you know. Yeah, chat I've been, with I've been known to make appearances there and troll yeah. people. Yeah, and there's been devs that have been known to make appearances in there, so it's a cool place to hang out. All the cool kids are doing it. Um, that's it, I think. I got nothing else. 
I, I don't think I really have anything else. I think I think we've done enough today. <laughs> everybody think, thinks think everybody thinks this is staged, like where you come up with something now that you have to say. Uh, you know, nothing. I've got five things I want to talk about. Well, write them, write them down. Will you shoot me an email or something? No, I'm going to no, wrap no, it. Uh, one of the things we missed was rhyme lore. We'll uh, talk about, we'll it, talk about it next time. Yeah, please. We'll talk about it next time. Because okay. I, I know this is something you love going over when we get new heroes. I do. And let's talk about we'll talk about it next week. We give everybody we'll so here's so, everybody's homework. Go read yeah. go read the new rhyme lore. Yeah, go read rhymes. He's got two lore out so mm-hmm. far. Uh, you know, the first one put out a few weeks ago and the most recent put out the day before the patch. He's just so, so grumpy, it's awesome. Yeah, it's <laughs> freaking amazing. So just go read the rhyme lore. We'll talk about it next week. Uh, hopefully, we'll probably get distracted by six other things. So I'm don't sure. hold us to this. All right. So, so yeah. I'm Chuck. And I'm Sean. And this is The, the Fold. Fold.